Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast. We're so glad you're here with us, and we're continuing going through the book of Luke. And today we're kicking off with Luke 19, talking about a wee little man. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. I remember singing that song growing up. It's a up. favorite. I know there's songs, there's storybooks. I feel like there's little, I love the pictures of this one. I can see it still sitting on the basement floor of me growing up, seeing the picture in the storybook of the tree, this huge tree and this yeah, little guy. Yeah, you know, if you, if you what? like, let's say Clark, maple tree, I'm like, who cares? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Pine tree. Oh, but if you say a sycamore tree, I'm going Zacchaeus. Like, that's like the only tree I have associated with something, I think, in the whole world. No, you know palm trees. Yeah, but I'm not, they don't like, <laughs> make me think about the Bible. Maybe palm branches do a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Palm but Sunday. When I think of sycamore tree, I'm okay. like, oh, always 100%. My boy Zacchaeus. So but what happens, you guys, is Zacchaeus has heard that Jesus, this man, is on his way. And he's got to see him. And so he positions himself in a great spot so that he can, so that he can see Jesus. And then what happens is when Jesus arrives, he immediately, the Bible says in verse five, immediately sees Zacchaeus and says, I must stay Mm. at your house today. And so verse six, so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And then everybody starts talking and starts muttering about Jesus and Zacchaeus. I love that Jesus (laughs) says the word must. I right. must stay. Yeah. Not I want to, or it'd be a good idea if I stayed at your house saying, I must do this. Yeah. It's like Jesus saying, we must engage the world. <laughs> we must engage sinners. <laughs> like you must hang right. out. Of all the people that are there, yeah. of everybody that he sees everybody and addresses, that he crook. has to, exactly. I'm sure I'd be mad at him if I was there. And Took so, my money. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the unlovable. <laughs> you must. Jesus says, I must go to your house today. Mm-hmm. I like, I actually, this imagery is so interesting to me because I just wonder how the Holy Spirit was at work in this moment because Zacchaeus, it doesn't say Zacchaeus knew Jesus and loved him and wanted to be his disciple. It says that he, like there was interest and there was intrigue and it's almost like, like I want to see from a distance, like I want to see, but there is like a quickening and a movement of the spirit to position himself in a place so that. In a sycamore tree. Yeah, <laughs> sycamore tree, so that he, number one, he can see, but then also that he is seen by the Lord. And so um, mm. just reading through this, it reminds me of where it just in, in different places throughout the, the Bible where yeah. you understand that there's a there's a continual pressing to seek God to see because obviously you know obviously we must go obviously there was there was something that Jesus like kind of knew was coming like that's the guy I got to see him I got to go to his house. But before that, there is an invitation to seek. And so whether or not Zacchaeus actually climbed the tree, I think that Jesus would have sought him out just with like how there was a determination to get to his house and a message out there. But it's interesting because there there was something happening before. And so in that, I take that with me today, even before we get into the rest of the chapter, that's like, how am I positioning myself? Am I positioning myself to be seen by the Lord and to seek him? Because he will be found yeah. when we do that. Well, I think if you're looking through the eyes of other people at mm-hmm. that time, this guy's a little thief, crook, and no good no, yeah, problem. Right. And so <laughs> you just think about how the the super holy people are like rolling their eyes like Jesus is going to Zacchaeus' house. <laughs> oh, whatever. You know, you're like, when do I do that? Yeah, And to, to for whom, sure. To whom do I do that to? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus has shown here that nobody 
is out of the reach of yes. God's love and touch. Saying, yes. I must go to your house today. Mm-hmm. And I love what happens next. Zacchaeus, yeah, Zacchaeus is like, look, Lord, here now, I give half my possessions to the poor. Mm-hmm. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, which he did, he said, I'll pay back four <laughs> times the amount. Jesus is like, today salvation's come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. Yeah. The son of man came to seek and save the lost. This is a picture of how someone should respond to the gospel. Zacchaeus knows in his heart he's a little crook. <laughs> he <laughs> knows that he's not deserving. And yet Jesus came to his house yeah. and spent time with him. And in that, there is that repentance, that 180-degree turn, that I'm, I'm not going this way anymore. I'm going that way. Right. And I'm going to change the way I live my life, the way I treat people, the way I think about God and mm-hmm. myself. All these things, mm-hmm. all-encompassing. But it comes back to God's grace. Yeah. And then responding to that God's grace out of, with gratitude, saying, right. this is incredible. So I just love the actual tangible picture of someone going, wow, God is good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow him. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And so I love how Zacchaeus also almost without saying it, understands that all that he has been given are gifts of God. You can say that almost like resources of God. Hmm. And it's like, so for us to say, okay, thank you, God. Everything that we have is from God. We're called to put it back into the hands of God. It's like a call to test our heart yeah, and, and put it into the service of God and not into the service of my wants and desires solely. Hmm. And so Zacchaeus gets it. He's like, okay, this is from the Lord. I'm giving it back to the Lord. Let's go. It's good stuff, We're you guys. To do the same thing. If the story of Zacchaeus is, you know, a picture of what that should look like, then yeah. the story of the ten minas is kind of like what yeah. we don't want it to look like. You For know, sure. Like so Jesus, the gospel. Yeah. Tell another parable. There's mm-hmm. a servant who's about to hit the road, and so he leaves some of his servants with um, the master. Leaves some of the servants in charge of his resources, right, and property, and, and he yeah. gives them, you know. Uh, some of the money. He says, put this money to work until I come back. And so as you fast forward, eventually the man comes back. He looks at the first servant. He's like, hey, here's Mm -hmm. your mina, and I earned you 10 more. (laughs) Well done, good and faithful servant. The second one comes. Here's your mina, and I've earned five more. Well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to give you more. Then the last man comes, and he's like, I was afraid of you, so I dug it, a hole. I put it there. I did not uh, multiply Mm -hmm. this or try to grow this out all. And what Jesus is getting at here is, is he's, a, he's heading to Jerusalem. If you can picture him, he's walking to Jerusalem. He's almost there, meaning like right. the cross is right around the corner. Right. And so what he's trying to teach everybody here yep. is like Jesus is entrusting you with himself and his kingdom. And so for you just to take this good news and sit on it mm-hmm. is incredibly selfish and wrong. But instead, he's calling us to then now invite other people into this banquet and scatter the seed. And all these other words and parables Jesus has used up to this point is they don't keep the good news for yourself. You need to share it. Mm -hmm. That's what he's getting at here. And so we are called to use our our gifts, our resources, our skills to tell other people about Jesus and the kingdom and Mm -hmm. why this is an incredibly good thing. And I love that in there, too, though. I'll turn it over to you, is that Jesus is like, great, I've given you this. I'm going to give you more. It's almost right. like there's a, there is a spiritual authority and influence God gives people that truly, passionately submit to the Lord and follow him. Hmm. doesn't mean you'll be rich, but you have a kingdom of God, Holy Spirit influence and, and authority. That's mm-hmm. the Lord's. But through your life, for the kingdom, the other people will, will feel, experience because of the work of the Spirit and eventually want to know more about Jesus. Yeah. 
There's so many things to take away from this parable. And one of the first things, though, is that Hmm. the two, the first two servants have a proper understanding of who the master is. And so they understand that because of, I'm sorry, we, the reader, have an understanding that's correct and proper of the master because of the response of the first two servants. So because he responds and says, well done, you know, I'm going to give you more. We understand that like this is where... This is where this is where we start. This is where we're coming from. Yeah. And the third servant we understand is one that actually had a an illusion or a misrepresentation of who the master was. That's a good word. Because then it's out of that. It's out of, you know, is it John Piper, whoever that says like what we think about God is the most important thing in our a. life. A. W. Tozer. A. W. Tozer. Yeah. And so when we think about that, who is God to me? What does the truth mm. of the scriptures say? What does the church testify over the last thousands of years? And when we actually understand that in our lives and we submit all that we are to him because it belongs to him anyway, then out of that, there's this really good fruit. And so even when we talk, when we dialogue and talk with our kids, so, you know, we have a full, we've got a full table that we'll sit around. And a loud even one. And a loud full table. Full and loud table. And, and helping them understand that, really instead of comparing like oh well you know she did this and i and i didn't get that and you know we actually have a spirit of encouragement and blessing because god made you uniquely different in your own way with your own um gifts actually from god Hmm. because he has a position for you in the kingdom that's for you yeah that we need you to represent the true father in that way Hmm on earth and so when we do that when we reflect his true nature and when we walk really in repentance and we stumble in sin but we turn back to the lord by responding to his grace yeah then there's going to be this really rich fruit that's a good word so but another thing too that sticks out to me before we move on is how we talk about this when there's a final judgment so jesus is going to come back there's going to be his second coming and we're all going to stand we're going to kneel we're going to hit the ground, but then we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to, we're going to give a testament to what our lives have looked like and what we've done. And that a little bit of this echoes that for me because it's not the servants going together. It's not all three of them saying, well, I mean, we did pretty good together. Like two out of three of us actually got the, got it. And, uh, you know, we understand grace. And and so we're good. No, it's each of them as individuals that Jesus is that's how he's going to look at us mm-hmm. as individuals. And he's going to say, I've loved you. Yeah. You've belonged to me. Yeah. Let's look at your life together. And so that's another thing too, where I think sometimes we fall under, you know, our grandparents or our parents' faith and we claim that. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not really involved now, but I, you know, I did the Sunday school thing and I did the youth group thing. And, and uh, I, you know, I tried to when I was in college and things didn't really go great, but, but, you know, but, these last 22 years, you know, have actually like of the last 30 have been, has been have been okay. And, and that's, we were missing it there, you yeah. know, where Jesus is song, calling us to be sons and daughters, not grandsons and granddaughters. And so we're going to look yeah. um, I, I think at him eye to eye. Part of that too, yeah. though, that third person's mentality, like you said, if, if some of us, you listening, yeah, maybe struggle to submit certain areas of your life unto God. Like Bobby said, the underlying thing beneath the fear there, if you'd even use that word, is do I trust that, like you said, God is good. Sure. And yeah, so whether it's us like giving yeah. our tithes and offerings to the Lord, mm-hmm. or it's us actually um, speaking of Jesus and pursuing him, or maybe opening up our home to be hospitable, man, that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. But do I trust that God is good? And do I trust that he's going to use really this like living sacrifice unto the Lord for his kingdom? And so 
Think about what that means for you. That's yeah. a really, that's a good word we should think about. Hmm. What happens next is Jesus arrives at Jerusalem. Like we've kind of foreshadowed. He gets here. He comes in on a donkey. There are people waiting for him. They're throwing their, their cloaks it's down, time. waving palm yep. branches. Uh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King. Uh, peace and heaven and glory in the highest. People are um, cheering him on. And really there's a couple different responses here. The Pharisees mm. are trying to get the crowd to shut up. They're telling the disciples to calm down. Jesus looks at them and is like, yo, even if I told them to be quiet, the rocks and the ground, the earth would cry out because the King, the Messiah, has arrived. And again, this is what's so popular preached, you know, the week before Easter. Right. Because you have Palm Sunday. Is that so many of those voices that were chanting Jesus, Hosanna, Hallelujah, blessed is the name of the King who comes, are the ones who are shouting crucify him uh, no, six, seven, four, four or five days later. Right. It's like, man, w- which response am I? And what's the, the yearning and the cry of my heart? Because Jesus is coming in not as a prophet, not as a good teacher. He's coming in to fulfill the prophets, Zechariah, and all the other Old Testament prophecies of him riding in. Yeah. And he's saying, I'm God. I'm the king. I've mm-hmm. come to save. And so... Really, what we have to do as a reader now, as you look back to this, is just answer this question is, who is Jesus to you? Who is he to you? And who is he to you in this moment? Mm. Because even if you've been in the church your whole life, there are still seasons where you kind of ebb and flow. And um, there's a call just to remember who God is and what God's done. And kind of going back to the previous parable, like, God, you're really good. You came to do this for us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so really kind of our cultural moment right now too, people are looking at Israel and kind of what's happening in the Middle East and they're wondering, you know, is this a fulfillment of biblical times? Sure. What's happening? Well, Israel was kind of reestablished in the late 40s and I'm not getting too caught up in that. I'm, I'm looking more at when the Lord says Israel will come back to the Lord. It requires people to speak the name of Jesus. And so whenever mm. people truly come and say, you know, Jesus is Lord, I'm following him. That's when you're going to see a, a really kingdom of God seismic shift, specifically and geographically in the Middle East, mm. um, where a lot of this is taking place. And uh, just a side note, um, I won't get too caught up on, I don't know, what's happening right now between Israel, Palestine, and Gaza and the fulfillment of these scriptures. Yeah. Because in John, it talks about like a lot of these branches are going to be engrafted. And right. Like there's, there's, there's Israel the Jewish people, but then now there's Gentiles and there's the church that are engrafted together, but it speaks of them being united, but also being distinct and different. Mm. And so I think it's exciting to see what God's going to do, but it comes back to who Christ is and what Christ has done. Yeah. And Jesus ends on a high note here. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of those real banger goes out in the temple, flipping tables, getting mad at people. (laughs) It's like, Hey, and honestly, this is one of the things that like, you could say, put the nail in the coffin here. I think in. that you should. Yeah. So like, the other gospels too. Yeah. yeah. You have the resurrection of Lazarus when John, the way that John writes is like, Oh, the, the Pharisees are like, we're going to kill this guy. Now he crossed the line yeah. one too many times And here. It's talking about him going into the temple, calling everybody out for their, um, really their illegitimate practices and their, their sin. It's mm-hmm. like, so here we're just got to revisit what's the place of worship today specifically when we gather together. Yeah. It's not about the church building, but this is where we gather together with the church, the people of God. Is it a show or is it genuine worship? Are we united with other people or is it just me and my clicky friends? 
what's it look like? Yeah. Um, thankfully, like we're not selling doves and pigeons here. <laughs> or anything really we're not trying to make money off folks so right it is clear what jesus's hope is that it's not yes. and so we're grateful but this is actually this is actually over the entry yeah of church that yeah. your house will be a house of prayer when you walk in the sanctuary doors and so yeah it's yep. still very relevant for us today cool Super beans good. as niasia would say all right <laughs> thanks for joining us today we're excited to keep plugging along we're nearing the end of luke but stay tuned there's more to come god bless you and we'll talk to you tomorrow the Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.